Hi, it's Vincent Auclair, a national team coach, and you're listening to the Pro Sport Podcaster. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We have something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program. Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host, Justin Williams. And you know, I'm never alone. Today, I got my good friend with me, the guy who always makes my voice sound good and who knows everything about NFTs. And I hear he's on a bit of a roll when it comes to this NBA so rare. I'll let him talk about that in a couple seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't yet, go to our website, prosportspodcasters.com. And sign up for our monthly newsletter. And while you're there, for the love of God, please give us a review. We have 10,000 followers and like four reviews, and three of them are my mom. It's kind of weird. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Colbert Durand. Kobe, how you doing? Good, buddy. Good, buddy. 2024 has been all right so far. I've won a couple of uh, limited NFTs on the SoRare NBA platform, and this new Friday Fight Show is just gaining speed every single week. It is crushing it. And you know who else crushes and knows about winning? Our freaking guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who who used to own the Pound for Pound Boxing Gym in uh, Quebec. And on top of that, he is the current national team coach. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a friend of the show, Mr. Vincent Auclair. Vincent? Hey. How you doing? I'm good, and you? Oh, living the dream. So, we're going to start off very basic, as we kind of like to do here. What and how got you into boxing? Uh, what got me into boxing is, I think, the, the love of the sport and, and a, a good start as a youth boxer. And then I always like to coach. I did my degree in University Laval as a sp- uh, sports intervention. And then, yeah, uh, had the success along the way when I was in Quebec City, getting my first national champions and then moving to Montreal, working alongside great trainers and uh, yeah, got me working, uh, and then uh, yeah, it got me to uh, where I am now as a national team coach. That is fantastic. So, as a national team coach, what is something you look for when you're, I guess, quote unquote, scouting a potential student? Yeah. So right now we we use a lot of our national champions uh, championships. Sorry to to scout and select our athletes. Right. So for us, you you got to be you got to be able to win against uh, the best of the country here to be able to represent us at the, the international level. So we let we let the performances in the ring speak for themselves as much as possible. So so those skills shows up in 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 the ring in the fights within each other. Awesome. And last question before I pass you off to Kobe there. When it comes to the boxing world itself, are there any changes that you can see coming for Canada? 
like I can see coming for Canada as an Olympic Olympic boxing. You mean in Olympic boxing, in professional boxing, amateur yeah. boxing, just the boxing um, world. Yeah, so I think right, uh, boxing world in general. I think like we have a good momentum. If I talk about Olympic boxing, we have a good momentum here, and then we just need to to keep on building on it. And for the uh, pro boxing, I think uh, lots of promoters in the in the country are are doing a really nice job of recruiting international talent talents that brings the pool the pool of talent within the country even better. Amazing, love that answer. Yeah, Vincent, should Canadians tune in to boxing at the twenty twenty four Olympics? Should we expect to win medals in that particular category? Yeah, we we. We do hope so. It's been until, since uh, 1996 that we haven't won a medal at uh, boxing in, in, at the Olympics. So we, we, we really do hope and then we have some, some good Canadian hopeful to win some, some medal there. Who's been our most successful boxers on the international stage in the last couple of years? Yeah, so, so Tamara Thibault as a 75 kg woman is clearly one of the most decorated amateur like in the past years she's been a world champion in 2021 she just won pan american gold uh, to qualify for for uh, for the paris olympics so clearly she's our she's our our top contender to win a medal okay and on on the guy side uh wyatt sanford from nova scotia is uh, just won also pan american golds has a a lot of experience as a as a, a national team member, yeah, definitely a, a, a strong candidate too. Now, do you work with pretty much every boxer on the national team or are you focused on like specific weight groups or specific genders? Yeah. So what we do is we have a centralized program within the Olympic Training Center at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal. Okay. Uh, and we we select the top eight boxers that we give them what we call carding, which is a salary to box, and they can move to Montreal to train. Uh, Wyatt and Tamara are, are one of those two. And then some uh, others can voluntarily centralize, uh, move to Montreal, or if they're already in the Montreal area, come train with us uh, in our training center. And yeah, we have a full team that take care that takes care of them. So, so I'm really taking care uh, of, yeah, national team member and people that wants to come and centralize within the, the, the training center. And is your focus technique? Yeah, tacti- tac- tactical, technical. So I'm a, a tech tech coach. We have our SNC coach. We have our sports psychologist, our nutritionist. But I'm, I'm the responsible for, for boxing, technical, tactical aspect. Okay. And have you trained professional boxers as well? Yeah, 100%. I started like that when I... When I couldn't get my my the job at Boxing Canada, and was I, I I invested a lot in in into pro boxing, and I had a good stable of boxers as pro boxer. I still train one one pro boxer, uh, but yeah, I did. Now, what are the like? How big of a difference is the tactical side between professional boxing mm-hmm. and say international amateur boxing? Yeah, very good, very good questions. I think pro boxing is more rounds, right? You can go up to 12 rounds, six, eight. The, 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 the gloves are smaller also in the pro oh. boxing. So, so little, little mistake in pro boxing 
you'll pay the price a lot more. So you need to take your time. You need to set up a little bit. You need to, 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 to be very careful with everything you do. In boxing, it's more a sprint. It's only three, three rounds of three minutes, right? So you got the best of the best fighting each other every time, mostly, because in pro boxing, we know there's tune-up fights. There's, there's a lot of, like, you choose your opponent a little bit more rather than yeah. in, in Olympic boxing is the best versus the best all the time within a sprint of three, of three rounds that you need to be able to repeat multiple times during a week, right? So the tactical aspects will be under uh, like more, there's going to be more punches thrown, quicker, quicker actions uh, in a smaller time frame in Olympic boxing. And in Olympic boxing, how, how strict are they about the injuries you sustain in each, each fight? Like how, how likely are they to, to say, oh, sorry, you can't continue whether you win or lose? I didn't see it too much except for cuts, you know, because men's, men's dial don't have headgears into the Olympics. So mm -hmm. if your cut is too deep, they could be saying, uh, no, you can't continue. But they're more prone to let, to let them keep going rather than to stop them. Right. But, uh, uh, yeah, I've seen it with, with, with some cuts. And as far as you've seen in Olympic boxing, what's the quickest turnaround you've seen like fight to fight? What do you mean? Uh, sorry, I didn't like the turnarounds, the turnaround time. So like you fit, like the, the athlete finishes a fight in the Olympics, how quickly is it possible he could be in the next fight or she could be in the next fight? Yeah. Uh, next, the next day. Right. So usually is, uh, so it, not always the next day, but it could be, right? At Pan Am Games, let's say Wyatt Sanford at one fight at the beginning, two mm -hmm. or three day rest, and then three fight back to back to get to the finals. Wow. wow. That's pretty intense. That's pretty yeah, intense. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's very intense because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of sprints back to back, right? So, so, yeah, the recovery is very important. So as a coach then, in, in those situations, I mean, are you – are you developing game plans for each potential opponent before you go to the Olympics? So for the, so for the Olympics in particular, for sure, we will, we will know all opponents. So we will have, maybe not share with the athletes, but within our team, we will have that data on every opponent, what punches they like to throw first, what type of combination they like, what are their mm -hmm. weakness points? What do we need to neutralize? Right. We will have a, uh, 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 a scouting report on every opponent, right? Because there's at the end of the day in Tam's category, there's only 16 uh, people in the world that will be to the Olympics, and okay. then in Wyatt's will be 20, right? So we will have an analyst and an analytics on all of them for sure. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome, man. That was really intense, and the, the, the quick turnaround. What? I can't get out of bed that quickly in the morning, let alone get into a ring. But anyways, moving forward, um, from your experience, what separates a good boxer from a great boxer? Um, that's a great question. I think right the what we call a lot about uh, we 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 say a lot ring IQ. Right. Mm -hmm. So like the, the ability to read the opponent, right? Every, like a good boxer will have great defense, good offense, right? Uh, good footwork. But a great boxer will be will will uh, will be able to read the opponents and know what to do when more than a good boxer. Right. So a good boxer will have all the good technical aspects, but a great boxer will will know when to do it and 
and and and be able to read the opponent faster. Oh, interesting. Now, have you seen somebody go from being good to great? Um, that's uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I think like to me, the the performance of Wyatt at Pan Am Games showed me he was a good boxer and he did great performances. Now we need to be consistent within the year to still call us call him great, right? But but he was able to read his opponent like and and adapt very quickly. I think every every fight except the first one against the Cuban, he, he lost he lost the, the first round, then came back on the second and third round to win the fights. Okay. And that's what kind of makes it all right. I like mm-hmm. that. I can I can I can roll with that. Now, to kind of switch gears just quite a little bit, the pandemic obviously had changed quite a lot in the realm of sports, combat sports, and just everything in general. Has virtual training still been a thing? Is it still implemented? Like, what's up with that? Uh, virtual training, you mean like online Zoom trainings or stuff like that? Whatever, or, or like pre-made yeah. videos or something, just whatever yeah, virtual. So- Right now, it, it's not something we do a lot, but we, we, we do have a technology, a VR technology, right, that, that will replicate some, some patterns of opponents or stuff like that. So, so athletes can, can spar more in a week, right? Because you, you cannot have, like, sparring is like a simulated combat, right, for mm-hmm. those who doesn't know. And then there's a limited amount of simulated combat you can do in a week because it's still shots to the head so if we add virtual reality vr we can maybe pump that number up where we have more and more interactions with opponents but but right now it's not a technology that is enough developed to be very very uh efficient for us yeah i figured there'd be a bit of a distance between virtual and actual competition you can't really Mm -hmm. replicate the ring virtually so i imagine during the pandemic that was quite difficult if that was a thing yeah yeah i think the during the pandemic was more was more conditioning based and technical based right or video analysis with the athletes to to cq read cues and stuff like that rather than than yeah uh, contact that's that's pretty i imagine diet probably would have been a big thing too for that yeah now, kind of speaking of diet, how soon do you get your fighters to cut weight before stepping on the scale? So our nutritionist is uh, very good with our athletes. So they they eat well all all year long, right? They they don't they don't blow up, they don't get fat or whatever. They they they're, they eat well, but to fuel for training, right? Because if you cut weight or if you cut too much, you you don't have fuel for training, and you you'll have shitty training for too long so really we do cut like we do cut gradually and and the last four days four five days are where like the the bigger cut happened but we don't want them to to cut into their their fuel too too early right because that would be detrimental to their skills and practicing yeah i got it there there you go yeah vincent how long have you been practicing boxing? So I like I was I was an athlete around two thousand and let's say two thousand and five, two thousand and six. But I've been a coach two thousand eleven, let's say. 
Okay, so basically, I mean, in the new millennium, how much have you seen the sport of boxing change in those years? Oh, um, good question. I think it 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 did change, right? Because the international body in the Olympic changes rules quite a lot, right? So we we had headgears at the Olympics before, and then they withdraw it in 2016. We had a points point score system before where we every touch was a point now we're we're back to a 10-9 must point system that is like uh like the pro so the criteria did change a little bit so it, it did change quite a lot the countries that are performing are also changing right a, a little bit right now uh, so yeah it, it, it does it does it did change have you seen much controversy in the judging since the change to the 10 point must system Yes, hundred percent. We 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 like there was all that that uh, controversy at the Rio Olympics. They use a ten point must system, and there was a lot of corruptions. So, uh, but so there was with the point systems also. Uh, there was corruptions also. Uh, right now, although but the international body is is doing a very good job. They took. Like they, they named it the Paris Boxing Unit, and, and they did a very, very good job of uh, trying to stop that corruption from happening. Now, have, have you competed in, in uh, Paris before with the team or no? So in Paris, no, we went to do a camp in France earlier last year, uh, in June last year, actually. Uh, but no, we didn't compete within Paris. How popular is the sport of boxing there? Do you know? Um, the French team is very strong right now. I think they're the European country that qualified the most at the Olympics. So oh. I guess it's going to be, I guess it's going to be the, the it's going to be very, very uh, packed. Boxing is always at the Olympics is always uh, very popular. Right on, right on. I see. I think that, that, you know, it energizes the fighters too, right? If you have a big crowd, you have a lot of activity. 100%. Makes for a much better event. That's awesome. And how yeah. was the uh, how was the Pan American Games? How was it down there? Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. In Chile, it was when you were fighting a Chilean fighter, and where there or where the, when there was a Chilean fighter fighting, it was complete madness. It was very very loud, uh, lots of people screaming, but a very <laughs> nice crowd, very respectful crowd, but very very intense. Was it your first time there? In Chile, yes. You get a chance to travel around a bit, or was it all business? Uh, mostly business. So I'm saying we have quite uh, busy days uh, when we are in a competition. Uh, sometimes we take one day after the old tournament to visit a little bit or something, but but not a lot of time. Now, when's the next tournament that provides uh, Canadian fighters with a chance to qualify for the Olympics? When's the next one? So it's in Italy at the end of uh, February, uh, early March. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a, a competition in Spain in January to prepare them for that competition. And we're going to stay in Italy after for an 18 days camp, then go into the competition. Do you know if that competition will be televised here in Canada? So not televised, but it's always possible to watch it on olympics.com. So the olympic.com usually streams all of the qualifiers. So at the Pan American Games, they were there and it was possible to to stream it. All right, perfect. All right, perfect. I was, I was wondering if I could watch it or not. Yeah, I'm interested, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, so, Kobe, I just messaged you. We're actually at the 21-minute mark now. Okay, so you can you can cut the French. Yep, I was going to say we're going to cut the French now. <sighs> Everyone ready? I have to really think about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Merci, enfin. Maintenant, uh, c'est la session français de l'émission. Uh, Vincent, qui vous a inspiration à la boxe et qui vous inspire à entraîneur? Qu'est-ce qui m'a inspiré à la boxe? Qui, qui m'a inspiré à la boxe? Bonne question. Euh, je pense que je, je regardais beaucoup de, de, de vidéos quand j'étais jeune, YouTube, de, de, de boxeurs comme Miguel Cotto, Bernard Hopkins. Et puis, ça m'a ça motivé à voir ces, ces gens-là s'entraîner, se préparer à aller à la guerre. Ça m'a vraiment motivé. Et pour ce qui est d'être entraîneur, ben, je, je regardais beaucoup les entraîneurs de ces, de ces, de ces boxeurs-là. Puis, tout ce qui tout ce qui était dans la préparation à aller en combat, donc tous les, les, les détails auxquels il fallait, il fallait penser pour aller en, en, avant d'embarquer de, dans un ring, euh, ça m'a toujours beaucoup, beaucoup motivé. Oh, formidable, formidable, merci. Euh, next question. Euh, comment équilibrez-vous les aspects techniques et mentaux de la formation à la boxe? Euh, Est-ce que tu peux répéter comment... Le, ah. le, les, les, de la boxe, euh, les, les évaluations techniques et mentales de la boxe? Oui, mais maintenant, uh, equilibri, like equilibri, balance. OK, OK, uh, les, les, okay oui, uh, balance it out. Uh, uh, oui, comment c'est équilibré les aspects mentaux et uh, techniques? Donc, uh, je dirais que l'un ne va pas sans l'autre. C'est sûr que même si tu un mental... Uh, d'acier puis t'as pas as de bon aspect de bon aspect technique mais ben, c'est dommage mais on n'ira pas plus loin que ça mais l'inverse est est aussi vrai donc tu peux être le meilleur boxeur technique euh, mais si le, 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 le sous pression on, on, on a tendance à, à fold ou plier ou choquer euh, ben nos aspects nos, nos toutes nos nos éléments techniques qu'on a appris vont vont crouler mm. Ok, d'accord, d'accord, d'accord. Euh, Last question. Comment naviguer dans les délimas ethniques qui pourraient souvent dans les box compétitives? Comment on navigue euh, les, les éléments techniques euh, qui pourraient souvenir dans... Ben, écoutez, pour moi, les, les éléments techniques les, les plus importants en boxe vont être le jeu de pied et la défensive qui vont, vous, qui vont sortir les, les boxeurs euh, des... Euh, du trouble ou même vont pouvoir leur permettre de créer des opportunités euh, le, le, euh, tout au long d'un combat. Oh, oh, merci. Et Kobe veut savoir euh, qui est la euh, classe des poètes de la plus lourde au jouer Olympics? La classe, euh, la catégorie pour la plus lourde, donc, va être les 92 kilos et plus. Donc, tout ce qui est en haut de 201 livres. So, everything over 201 pounds and up. Okay. Je pense. Je okay. pense. All right. Well, thank you so much. That concludes both the French and English side of our uh, of our podcast. Thank you to those who stuck around for both portions and those who understood. Uh, again, my French is functional, not fancy. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Vincent, how can our friends and family find you on social media? Um, I have uh, Instagram, Vince Oak. So V-I-N-C-E. A-U-C-L, not very active though, uh, but yeah, I'm just on Instagram. All right. Well, I'll have to give you a follow shortly after that. Vincent, that was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, good, good talking to you, man. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you uh, guys. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, you'll tune in for the rest of the Olympic uh, pathway. Will do. I will. I will. Good luck to the team. Hope you qualify a lot of guys, man. Yeah, thank you. Right. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.